1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. It's your host, James B. Friel. I'm glad that you're here with us today. We're covering a very, very important topic, but only if you're really interested in learning how to grow and scale your business without burning out and dying. How's that for you? Before we get into everything, you know there's somebody I need to introduce. The one, the only, the bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland.
0: Yeah. (laughs) How you doing, James.
1: (laughs) Excellent dean yourself.
0: Yes. Oh, I tell you, I tell you every time it's always a grand day when I'm here with you. You know that.
1: It's I feel like there should be like a little children's book. <laughs>
0: right. What to just keep like just you state- while you're talking or <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh man, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for today. So we're doing yeah. this is kind of um uh another episode by listener demand. Right. Where people uh you know people you know, your mom specifically writes yes, to us. Yeah, the, the barrel mail has.
0: coming in is insane. Thanks, mom.
1: Yeah. We get like no less than 15 to 20 letters a day from Dean's mom <laughs> right. requesting different topics, <laughs> telling us how great we are, all that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, it's amazing. But um no, I'm I'm super looking forward to today's episode because this is an area that I think I've mentioned on a few shows, but we never really spoke about it at length. Like uh, going back a couple of years, as you know, James, but for the listeners, like I was in a position wanting to sort of scale and grow a team. I went from home-based business, running everything and growing the company out of my garage and to now building an like establishing an actual office outside of my house and wanting to establish and grow an in-house team of people uh, in addition to the virtual staff that we had. And it was, uh, it was like a complete unknown universe to me. Like I, I kind of I, I guess maybe, I don't know if it's typical, but I think it maybe is like my first path to having people working for me and supporting me in the company were my friends. Um,
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty typical,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess we, I guess we can all, I guess maybe like 95% of people can say what a learning experience that was not to be repeated. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> yeah. on my side anyway. Um, and so like, I, I remember, so this is kind of how you and I really got to to forge what I maybe hesitate to say a friendship along the way, uh, was that that's we a were very, in- That's
1: a very strong word. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're frenemies. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I remember when we were both at uh, uh, Russell Brunson's Inner Circle and you, you'd you heard me speak about this and you kind of basically said like, look, I, we should really work together. Like I I can really help you in this area. and I think you could tell that I needed that help. I was going to make a whole array uh, of uh, bad, bad, misinformed, naive decisions. I'm sure, and I think you saw that before I did. And so, over the last couple of years, you know, we've gone from just home based business, 100 percent virtual staff, to now, you know, in house staff, virtual staff, and and really um, a far superior. Business system, if you want to put it in that text, that's how I look at it. We're like, I've established a system and a process of how do we know who we need? How do we find those people? How do we hire those people? How do we put them through a process of? you know, stuff before even an interview takes place to screen people out? And then how does that interviewing and onboarding process happen? And, and and as I review, James, how you actually helped me with that to where we are today. I mean, literally right now, this past week, uh, sorry, past like 30 days, we've been going through the process for another new position in the company. And I, as I reflect back, I've I've almost... It's almost looking looking inwards, like how far we've come and what you helped us with with that process has been transformational. And because I'm going through it again right now, I thought this would make just a, a killer show for anybody listening in. So if anybody, you know, any of the listeners that maybe yet don't have any staff, maybe you've got one or two, maybe you have a one or two friends like I used to have, and you're thinking like, oh, the, 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 you know, it's got to it's got to evolve, it's got to adapt. And maybe maybe you have staff, but the process has always been painful. And you, you, never quite know if you've done it right or you've ended up with the right people. Or you know, there's so many stories I could, I could share of like how I got it wrong. But this is kind of what I'd love to really dig into. And if I know, I know, I already know you're cool with it because we kind of pre-spoke about this. But I have no idea what questions <laughs> I'll come up with yet. But I'm sure along the way we'll get out some really, really good stuff. So, um,
1: well, I hope you, uh, I hope you do your best to stump me, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to throw a curveball. We'll just bring up a completely different subject altogether.
1: That's right. We'll be talking about basket weaving and the <laughs> the like intricate mechanics of how to do it properly. Right. Um no, but you know, you know it's I'm I'm excited to talk about this too cuz this is uh this has been on my mind a lot lately. And I think there's so many entrepreneurs who are good at what they do or they're good at a thing or they or they're passionate or they have an idea. Mm. Or something like that, and as soon as you know, as soon as your business starts taking off, you realize that you can't do everything yourself. You're right. like, "Uh oh, I need help!" Right, and that help, you know, comes comes in the form of different things, but you you can't do it without other people, and so it's it's impossible to grow a company without requiring help from other people. Right. And I think that's like you just got to be cool with that. And start, you know, start with that premise. You're, if you want to stay a solopreneur, you want to just, you know, kind of have that kind of thing, that's okay. But if you have any ambition to get bigger, you're going to need people.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think one of, the, one of the things is as well for me is like, even if you could do it all on your own, like, why would you want to? <laughs> why, would you, why would you want to? Because I think this is one of the things that I think with me happened over the years is don't forget what you got into business for. Like I see so many people, and it's happened with me in the past, is like, you want to get out of your job and escape the corporate side of things and be responsible for your own self, have all that freedom, and actually you end up building something that takes all that freedom away. And so let, let's start on that basis then in terms of how do you know who to hire? Like How do you know what position or positions you actually need to hire for? Like How does somebody even begin that thought process? because i guess like you say, you yeah. you just said like you get to a point where it's like i feel i need help i'm so busy i feel i need help but but where how, how does that process even begin
1: yeah it's a good question because i think at at the beginning you just sort of like any any single person who has a pulse seems <laughs> like a good option for you yeah. right when you're completely overwhelmed and you're like man if i like i can't do any more things and then like somebody walks by in the parking lot <laughs> or you see him somewhere and you're like hey you like flag them down. <laughs> can you uh, can can you help me? And they're like, uh, I don't know, right? And and you just start giving them stuff to do. And you and I say that half joking, but I will tell you a, se- a serious story. <laughs> Years ago, I was at the checkout um, at this store we have in the U.S. called Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, yeah. It's like a home goods store, and they sell all sorts of like I hear things. It referenced like
0: that. on Shark Tank all the time.
1: All right. Well, I was in that store as a consumer and I was in the checkout line and the girl that was checking me out was very professional. She seemed like she had a great attitude. was, you know, doing her job right, checking me out. And I, I literally hired and I recruited her on the spot. (laughs) We were going through the checkout line and I was just like, Hey, um, are you happy here at your job? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, well, uh, you know, I I think blah blah blah. Like we got talking. And I was just like, I think I could offer you something that you might like better. And th- there's people behind me waiting to check out, no mind you. <laughs> yeah, and and she's like, really? She's like, well, what would that be? And I was like, well, why don't you give me your number and we'll uh, we'll talk and we'll go from there. So she gave me her number and and I did in fact hire her. Um, for any, just to pause, <laughs> for anyone in
0: the pickup artistry space as well. What a great line.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, little little two for one there. <laughs> two for one tip. Um but yeah, so but at at first at first it just feels so overwhelming and so daunting where you're doing all these things and you can't really make sense of it and you're just like, "Okay, just somebody help me." Right. And as somebody who's done it the wrong way, including my bed bath and beyond <laughs> recruiting situation, um I can tell you that a little bit of planning up front Goes a long, long, long way um, towards getting a great result. And what? And what? So what? Do you, what does that mean? You know, the first thing you need to be clear on is what. What are you actually doing, right? What are you spending your time doing? And if you're hiring for, you know, somebody to, you know, kind of help you, then you got to be clear what you're doing because some of those mm-hmm. things you're going to want them to do. If you're hiring elsewhere in the organization, you know, because you have a bigger team already, you still need to be clear what this person is going to be doing. And the way that I like to think about it is have you ever played that yeah. video game Tetris where there's the little, right. the little blocks that fall from the sky and then you got to arrange them and they're all different shapes. Well, depending, depending on how your, your, your Tetris mm. board looks, sometimes you're going to want the little square. Sometimes you're going to want the long L shape. Sometimes you're going to want this. You're going to want that. And, um, you got to be clear what, what kind of piece you need for your company. And you have to get clear like, okay, let's car, let's create a role that fits to what our needs are. Right. And it must fit. And so how do you create a role that fits is first, let's just say you are the person who's just trying to get stuff off Mm -hmm. of your plate to begin with. In that case, writing down everything that you're doing is a really good place to start. And then the way I like to do it is I say, okay, Cool. Let me start chunking these things. I actually went through this exercise uh, just the other day with, with one of my clients, and, and he was fr- from overwhelmed to clarity in like thirty minutes simply because of this I'm exercise. Not, so if you do it, it's extremely tip. valuable. Yeah, that's that's right. And so, literally, write down everything that you're doing. You know, I'm in his case, he was assembling office chairs. He was. Looking at the financial reports, he was like he was literally doing everything, and he had a reasonably good sized company and team, and he was still doing all these things. And so we we had this list come out, and I said, okay, now let's categorize those things. And uh, I believe that businesses can be broken down into five key areas: marketing, sales, delivery, operations, and finance. So the next thing that he did was I had him go through and break everything into those categories. So here's all the stuff that he was doing for marketing category. Here's all the stuff he was doing for sales and delivery and operations and finance and everything. And as he was doing that, he immediately started seeing things where he's just like, I I really don't need to be the one to do this. There could be somebody else to do this. I don't need to be the one to do this either. Somebody else could do that. right?" And then by the time we got to him assembling the chairs and uh, you know, doing all these sorts of crazy things that he shouldn't be doing, he just started laughing. He's like, "It's so obvious to me now why I feel overwhelmed and I don't have time." And so we're able to take all of those different things, and then you look through them and you say, "Okay, what what are these things?" And early on, it might just be hiring a great mm-hmm. executive assistant to help you with with these various things, and later on, you need more specialized right. roles and stuff like that. But generally speaking, the process is the same. We need to figure out what is currently happening, mm-hmm. like what is our need right now and, and explain that so that we can take it to the next step and say, okay, based on all the things we know we need, this is what, this is what Tetris block we're looking for, right? This is what shape it is. Now we have to create the job description so that we call out to those people who would be the right people to carry out these.
0: So it sounds like really like people's, people's first step is not, to try and maybe come up with what they think might be needed in the business, but actually to diagnose what's already going on and look to sounds like what you're saying like the most valuable thing is to look for ways to free up as much of your time as possible from the things that you don't necessarily need to be doing yourself is that would that be a good summary
1: it, it's an excellent summary, and um you know the truth is your business is overwhelming you because of the success that you've had, right? If you didn't have any success, you wouldn't have customers to deal with, you wouldn't have bills to pay, you wouldn't have all these different things going on. So the problem that you're facing is a result of the success that you've already had, right? And that's like, if you have no business, there's really no overwhelm from your business, right? You only have overwhelm from your business once you have something going. And so what, what what we're doing here is we're being very real Mm. About the situation and saying, "Okay, I need to free up my time because the way that I think about it, you as the entrepreneur who uh, is is on track to become the CEO of your company, we need to have you right. focus on your zone of genius, right? And the more you focus on your zone of genius, the faster it is for your business to grow. Well, so if we just kind of reverse engineer that, what am I doing right now mm. that's not my zone of genius?" And how can I hand that off to other people? Freeing on that, freeing up that bandwidth and time will allow you to like double down on what you're great at, which is the core piece of why the business right. is growing in the first place. So not only are you getting rid of things that are not the best use of your time, but you're opening up the space to do the things that are the best use of your time. And that's really where the growth comes from.
0: Right. And how, how would, out of interest, how would, when somebody's done this exercise then, so let's just imagine they've taken that step, they've got a quite an extensive list of all the different activities that they're performing on a day-to-day basis. How does somebody know which things or which tasks they should remove themselves from? Like, is it about you as the entrepreneur, you as the business owner, only doing tasks that grow the business? Like if I had a list that let's just say I'm doing customer support, I'm sending emails, I'm creating content, I'm running my Facebook ads. Like if I see all those things, support's not bringing in money. Maybe the only thing out of those four might be running the ads or creating content and running ads. So would it be right say that I remove myself from everything as the business owner other than what's growing the business or is that the wrong approach?
1: It's it's the right approach, but it must be exercised with caution. And here's here's what I mean. So as uh, as entrepreneurs, I think we tend to be um, a little bit aggressive, extreme, and sometimes uh, very willing to take risks, <laughs> which means we're going to be like, hey, I'm just not going to do anything that doesn't add top line value to the business anymore. And the next thing you know, you got a different set of problems, right? So... This this is not a um, this is not like an on and off like a light switch right. Think of this more like a dimmer switch, right? Which with how we have to get there, because the truth is, you didn't get into overwhelm overnight, and you're not necessarily going to get out of overwhelm overnight. You can get out quickly, but if you try and do it like hastily, mm-hmm. then it's going to cause a problem. So, here's what I recommend: um, every every single uh, entrepreneur that I work with. I want them to give me what I call their big five. Okay, and your big five are the things that you should be doing, the top five things that you should be doing that if you didn't do them would be not only a major revenue and growth risk to your company, but it would also not have you operating in your zone of genius. Okay, and so we figure out those top five. So for example, my top five, I have them written here. One, I I am the person who creates content and thought leadership and everything for for my business, right? This is that's what I do. Right. The second thing for me is that I, I identify and create opportunities. Right. right This is something that I need to be doing. My job, right? When I'm we, we all wear two hats, we wear our CEO hat and we wear our key employee hat. Mm. And so we're wanting to capture what are the big five things that we need to do for both of those. So second thing for me is identify and create opportunities. The third thing is to create plans to capitalize on those opportunities to make sure that we've identified what we want. Now we have a plan in place to do it. Mm. The fourth thing is to recruit, lead, inspire, and organize people. I believe that's one of the highest and best uses of my time is to find the right people, organize them, and lead them. And then the fifth thing is to study my numbers and monitor my progress. Okay, so those are my big five. So they're big high level really important things and if I'm not doing them they're probably not getting done and if they're like this is my business and so I feel like those are my big 5. Now here's what you do though. You take your big 5 and you know you're working on more than just five things. Right. Right? So now below the big 5 you write down everything else okay. that you're doing. Right? And once and now we have we have a basis by which to say okay, these are my five things that are removable I know I'm not going to get rid of everything tomorrow, but let me start in order of priority of ease of handing this off and potential impact to the business. So now I'm looking at the rest of that list and I'm saying, okay, I know maybe it's the big five plus 20 other things. So now I've got this list of 25. I know I'm not going to get rid of all 20 other things immediately, but if I look at and I say, okay, I could easily, you know, writing down some processes, I can hand this off, this off, this off and getting the right people in place to run those processes, I can get rid of five out of these 20 things that are consuming 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week, five hours a week, whatever it is. I will use the time savings to reinvest back into my big five.
0: Right. So that that that's what you're really doing is by hiring somebody and bringing them in, you're effectively buying back your time that was spent on those things to reinvest that time at a higher value into your personal zone of genius, your key
1: five. That's that's exactly it. That's where, like, I know I get the highest return on my time when I'm doing those big five things. Right. So anything that's not in the big five, I'm getting, a, I'm getting, I'm not getting a good return on my time. Right.
0: I remember you. Uh, was it uh, Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger or something? You 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 always told me a quote where it's like, as a business owner, you're just allocating resources.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Warren Warren Buffett, one of the quotes I love. He said, "Our job as business owners is to be the allocator of resources." Yeah, and and time. This whole conversation around hiring people and having people to help and all this other stuff comes down to like time. Time is an incredibly valuable resource. It is the only resource that you cannot make more abundant in any way, shape, or form. Right. Right? It is it is strictly finite, at least as far as our experience of getting to use it right? We only have, you know, so many hours and days, so many days in our lives, all that other thing. So the biggest differentiator between people who are wildly successful and those who continue to struggle is how much leverage do they have on their time? And we get leverage on our time by making these wise investment decisions on how to buy our time back at a discount.
0: Right, exactly. And I think that's a, that that to me is like quite a big thing as well. Because I, I tell you one of my like reservations or or worries that i had was like what if i hire somebody and it costs me all this money to hire them and that's money that could be in my pocket and you start questioning like do i just keep peddling as i am because that's going to mean more for me but i just want to share this for anybody listening that maybe has that same feeling if you don't yet have anybody is actually what's what i found to be true is the complete opposite because for the for the for you know what you would pay to bring somebody in the way I view it now is actually having a team doesn't cost anything. In fact, it makes you money. Because let's say if somebody's on 3000 bucks a month, let's just say as an example, by doing things in the way you've just explained, I should be able to not only free myself up, but actually produce more than $3,000 a month as a return, as a product of doing that process.
1: Yeah, that's right. And if you can't, then you shouldn't have made that higher. Like if you... So here's here's the way that I look at it so back in college one of my many thousands of jobs that I had was delivering pizza right and it was it was one of my favorite things I've ever done like honestly I just got to screw around in the car all day listen to music books on tape <laughs> and I was listening to Tony Robbins and like all this I was just super like excited about everything and I you know go to the pizza store I grab the pizza and I drive out to whoever's house and then as soon as the pizza guy gets there everybody's happy to see you because the pizza's finally there so you get like you get this hero's welcome and then, you know, just get back in the car and go, you know, do the next one, right? And I made, you know, about $10 an hour doing that. You know, I got some tips sometimes. So some days were better than others, but about 10 bucks right. an hour. And, you know, now I'm running, uh, you know, multiple companies and all this other stuff. And on average, you know, I, I would, my rate is a $1,000 an hour. Right. For every hour that I work. And um, if one day I woke up And I said, you know what? Screw this. I don't want to record a podcast with Dean. I don't want to talk to anybody about business. I don't want to do the hell with all of it today. I'm going to go put my Papa John's uniform back on and I'm going to go deliver some pizza. Right? And so I do. And I have a blast. And I work 10 hours that day. And at the end of the day, they hand me $10 an hour times 10 hours. I made $100. Right. Right? And you'd be like, okay, Cool. But I didn't really make a hundred dollars. They paid me a hundred dollars, but my opportunity cost was nine thousand nine hundred dollars mm. because if I had worked those same ten hours running my companies at the thousand dollars an hour, all that, then I would made ten thousand dollars instead of a hundred dollars. Right. So we mistake being paid for not losing mm. money, right? So in the case in the example that you're sharing, you know where it's like, oh man, I could just keep all that money. You could keep all that money, but keeping all of that money is costing right. you more. Yeah, right. And that's and that's that's a hard thing to see, especially at yeah. first. So, so the way that I go about it is, I think, okay, if if my you know anything for me that's under my rate, I need to figure out a way to get off of my plate because that means I'm working at less than what I'm right. capable of. And so anytime you can buy back your time at a discount, you right. should do it.
0: Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that the um. I suppose like a simple way that I just came up with as you were saying that is like, let's say if I'm going to spend, I could spend two hours in my support desk answering support tickets or I could spend two hours running a webinar offering a program. Like which, yeah. which is the best use of yeah. my time? Like where, where should I spend that two hours? I think that's a... Uh, that 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 in a way like that could be an interesting way of looking at it just just a random thought of mine like i think sometimes we we assume we have a lot of time but i guess one one interesting way of maybe looking at things was imagine if you only had 4 hours in a day what would you spend that 4 hours doing to run your business and then like everything else should be offloaded i guess in a way
1: completely like we need to be ruthlessly mm. committed to using the to putting our time to its highest and best right. use. And as your team grows and as you start having more people, you need you need to be ruthlessly committed to making sure they're doing the things that are the highest and best use of their time, and that they believe that is the thing that they need to focus on as well. Because if a company is growing quickly, there are going to be people who adapt very quickly and could move into more valuable positions. And you don't want to keep somebody who's of a high value in a position where they're just you know returning support tickets or you know whatever. There are certain things that need to be done, and there's there's uh, there's this needs to be constantly reevaluated. Are we investing our time at its maximum potential as much right. as possible?
0: Yeah, that's absolute gold. I just um I just noticed how long we've been on here already, and <laughs> I think we got deep <laughs> yeah. into this area of like this first initial step, but we've, we've got so many more things that I wanted to discuss. So I guess this is going to become a multi-part
1: thing. I think it might become a multi-part and I think that's okay. And this step, I'm glad we spent the time on this step because I think the planning, the, 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 the framing out of which Tetris piece mm, do I yeah. need is one of the single most important pieces in the entire hiring and managing process. Most you know, so years ago, I like over as 18 month period, I had hired and fired six operations people because I didn't do this right. right. And I just went and I was like, okay, you'll work, you'll work. Oh, you're a little bit better. You seem to know this or that, right? Instead of taking time to say, what do I actually Mm -hmm. need in somebody to, uh, to make this role successful? This, you know, um, I think there's I I don't remember who said the quote, could have been, no, nah, I'm not I'm not even gonna guess, but it was like, if you give me six hours to chop mm, down yeah. a tree, I will spend the first five right, sharpening yes, my axe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and because as entrepreneurs, we're very, very like inclined yes. toward action, sometimes taking action too fast causes us to not think things through. And then we create problems for ourselves yeah. later down the line. So I think this planning phase is super important. And then yeah, I'd love to. You know, get into the rest of uh, rest of the framework. Um, you know, on, yeah. Because I mean, shows. we've got
0: uh, like once you've done this stage, like where do you then go? Like ha- where do we find people? When we find people, how do we like? There's a process, isn't there? Like you don't just be like, oh, we've had a hundred people uh, apply for this job. Let's speak to everybody. There is a process. There's a there's a there's a system. Uh, then there's like, the actual interviewing. Yeah. Like what do you ask? Or you know, how do you conduct that piece? And then when you even get them like how you onboard them i know that's that 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 in itself has been a huge area that you helped me with and and i'm still i'm still getting better and better at this and i'm learning as i go but you know the framework has just changed the game in terms of all that but i think you're right actually like when we first came into this show i was like oh, i've got all this stuff that i'm going to ask you and i want to really dig into all these areas but actually i think none of the other stages of the the process or the framework I think all of that would fall apart had we not of if people don't give this first piece the time it needs. I think like I, I could say like maybe pe- that maybe a lot of people listening to this would have had an experience in this area. Like, when I first went to get somebody first, it was because I, would, I just physically couldn't handle it anymore. It was like, I just want to, I want help. I just want help. Yeah. And then that's where, oh, one of my friends says, Oh, I've seen you building your business. I can help. I'll come work for you. And you're like, Yes, please. And he's like that, the story you said at the beginning, just grabbing people off the street because yeah. you just want the pain to go away. But that pain actually doesn't go away if you respond in that manner. In fact, it probably, because now you're paying somebody worked. else to be part of the pain and mess. Um, so I, I think you're right. The fact that we're making this now a multi-part series of this this particular topic, like if if people are now, just to give some actionable steps, I think people should be able to piece together what you've said, but before the next show becomes available, so say if somebody's got a day or a few days now before they listen to the next show, what should they do to ready themselves for the next phase?
1: just take the steps write down your big 5 what are the big 5 things that you should be working on like you're clear this is the highest and best use of my time and then write down everything else and break the everything else into the five chunks marketing sales delivery operations and finance and that will create like at least the basis upon which we want to go and hire somebody cuz you're right if we just you know we say okay you know the first step in hiring is like post a job posting somewhere and then you know and then you got all these cool recruiting and screening questions and here's how you interview people like everybody get excited but you you're missing like all of the stuff that happens like the part of the iceberg that's under the water that you don't see that creates the result like that's that's what this show is about yeah, that's what it sure. is and about.
0: uh just to give some in- just to give some uh forward thinking to anybody that's uh, thinking like oh do I do I follow this do I actually take action on what these guys are sharing like today as i sit here now so uh in the last few weeks uh i went I was out in the u s right we went to Vegas together James I and some friends um and i and I seem to have this repetitive thing that happens now that I have a team and i 've gone through this framework with James, and that every time i 'm away, I seem to make more money than when i 'm at home working so I, I don't like either <laughs> yeah. i 'm the one causing problems or everybody just loves it when i 'm out the way but I think what that 's testament to, regardless of the reason is that the right people, the right processes. And the right infrastructure in place, which is absolutely as a byproduct, direct result of implementing and, and going through this process with you, James, is that now I can step away. The business doesn't just operate and float without me. It can actually grow without me. And that, that is, you know, if anybody's listening, mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, am I ready for this? Should I be doing this? Like follow the process because I, 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 I assure you, like on the other side of that is just the business that you want. Like the business that you intended to have. And and yeah, that that that's as much niceness as I really want to give you, because deep inside I hate you.
1: Right, of course. No, I, I'm <laughs> surprised that you made it that long saying all those things. Um yeah, no, I think I think that's great. And I would uh I would agree with the actions, take those actions. It uh it sounds it sounds like work, and I know it's not, you know, like, oh man, I get to work on ad creative or I get to work on this or that. But I, but like, what's amazing about the stuff that we're talking about here is if you put in a little bit of work here, it creates vast amounts of time for you right. to actually do the things that you love, and it creates the time for you to have the freedom. And you know, freedom is not free, right? And so this is how you earn it. Like you put in the work and the thinking to, uh, you know, to figure these pieces out, so that then then things actually work the way that you want them to. You can have the freedom. You can go on the vacations. Like do all those things. It really only happens if you structure things the right way. It's not going to happen just like randomly and yeah, because you're be doing things in haphazard. I
0: part. think like, you remember uh, just before we came on this show, I went, Oh my gosh, I've got to tell you about this. I'm having so much fun at the moment working on my ad campaigns and traffic. Like I'm doing what I'm great at. I'm doing it in my zone of genius. And I'm, and I'm spending my hours in the day doing what I love. Like two years ago, I couldn't say that because yeah. I was doing my ads. I was building my funnels. I was doing customer support. I was doing this and that. And yes, I had team virtually, but it was still, I was involved in every little dis- decision and division and department of every piece of the business operating. And I couldn't step away. There was, there was a four-year, in fact, it was, so Robin, my, who I, now my wife, when we met through to about two years ago, so a four-year period, we didn't take one vacation, like not one. And that was because I could not step away now I, I went through this stuff with you and now everything's in a far different position. Like I flew out to America to be with you was supposed to be for like four days, it ended up being like 10 days and trips that I didn't anticipate. And I can only do that because of this stuff being in place, the right people, the team, the processes, the systems. And so, yeah, I, I got to say, I, I can't wait for the next the next piece of the show myself because uh, I might have gone through it with you once already and done all this stuff, but I, I love to... To remind myself and refresh myself, and uh, yeah, I think the listeners, you're in for a good treat over the next few shows.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, well, thank you for uh, thank you for yeah. the prompt on this topic, Dean. I uh, appreciate you bringing it up and all the good questions and everything else like that. And I obviously I don't <laughs> want to say too many nice things about you either. So, <laughs> so I guess we'll just wrap it up here. Uh, thank you, guys to uh, to all of you guys who are listening. Uh, please please give us some uh, some love, share the show. Tell people you like us. Um, even if you don't, that's okay too. And uh, do do the things that we talked about today. They will make a vast improvement in your business. And then uh, on future shows, we're going to talk about the next steps so that you can implement those things too. So thank you guys for being here and we will talk with you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.